students and teachers of Kaku High School, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. Hey, hi. Good morning, students. How are you today? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. So we've watched... 12 episodes of Common Teacher. Yep. And a review of the intro with the Anamorphing Time crew. Yeah, we decided not to do a best and worst because that's like DLC practices circa like 2009. Yeah. If someone watched like a third of the show, just felt weird. <laughs> yeah. Like you're yeah. going to get just enough to be confused. Not enough to really have a good time. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, as the, the season progressed, because it's a single season, it didn't get a season two. Um, it did get a movie, which we're not going to review, at least not on the mainline podcast, just because it's like one of those like side story type stuff, you know? So it's not really canon. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, you could kind of take it or leave it, really. Uh, so we'll save that maybe for a future Patreon-esque episode or something like that. But for now, we're just going to focus on the 12-episode season, which I think in and of itself brings enough meat on the bone to really worth, like, talk about for an entire episode at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll also say this. A, a best and worst would have been totally inappropriate with this show because most of the episodes just sort of fl flow from one to the next, especially by, like, the halfway point of the season. And that would have been just totally confusing. <laughs> yeah, because really after episode two, that's when everything is just like, all right, <laughs> it's all interwoven, interconnected. You can't really cut this chain apart. Um, yeah. I do think, though, in my opinion, we, we have a disagreement about episode two, but I think episode two is probably, in my eyes, just a replay of episode one, but, like, to a different character, to an extent. Kind of, yeah. But let, well, let's, let's start at the beginning here. So you've already heard the intro, but just to recap briefly, the intro sets up this kind of crazy situation. There's a common writer that's a teacher, and he beats up delinquent students. But he learned in the past that just using violence all the time may not be the way to get things done. And so now our main character is sort of trying to approach things different ways. And we saw that in the intro. And, uh, uh, you know, there was this very interesting resolution that we talked about and stuff like that. And so then the story kind of continues from there where he's continuing to try to rehabilitate these delinquent students. Um, but he's trying to do it um, in a new way. And as that goes, there's some friction with the administration. There's the mysterious person who runs the program that unfortunately doesn't really get explored. I think that would have been a season two thing. Seems like they were pushing for that, you know? But Yeah, uh, it's very sad, yeah. actually, at the end of all of it, because you're just like, ah, y'all left something here that, that, like, I think they wrapped it up really nicely at the end, but the whole, like, Ooh, if you renew us for another season, this is what we might explore, wink, wink. That, I was like, oh, no. In the year 2021, I'm like, man, that hurts. That hurts every time you see it. Yeah, honestly, it's unfortunate, too, because I would have been down with a second season, honestly. <laughs> like, Yeah, this is like, I felt like if this came out during, like, Netflix era of television, we would have gotten, like, four seasons. Like this would have just kept going. Been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't quite know about that. Maybe. It might be a Riverdale situation. Well, I, I, I will give you that for sure. But I, I still think <laughs> that there was so much more room to run in the commentary and stuff. But let's anyway, we'll take a step back here. We can save some of that for our final thoughts. So we mixed feelings right like i know everybody's like what the what the fuck do these people think about the season actually i promise you it's more pro it's like way more positive than we might be letting on but it's uh it's definitely one of those real 
head scratcher TV shows that you're like, how how did this get approved? Right? Like, and at first you're like, bizarre. how did this get approved because it's so fucked up and bizarre? And then you're like, how did this get approved? Because actually, this is like anti-cop propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, after the intro, Common Teacher, it, basically like the intro sets up these initial set of delinquents that he needs to deal with right away in his homeroom class m4 the four mans and uh there's also this guy that is above them kinzo who is like their boss basically like the next few episodes kind of cover the mans for the most part but also it starts to kind of roll into these other plots where you're starting to learn a little bit more about what's going on uh and things like that so angry man's is first uh, after the intro, and his story is okay, but the problem is they don't... They leave episode two hanging in an awkward way, and then it doesn't really get the nice resolution that makes you feel good about it for another episode. Once you get used to the idea that that's how the rest of the season's gonna go, it's not as jarring to me, but it definitely reminded me that, like, dang, this really would have been better if it had been like six or eight 43 minute episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you exactly like what we were talking about, like a Netflix style show where like, it just has eight episodes a season, you know, like Witcher style mm-hmm. or something for sure. Yeah. I agree here. Things definitely start to get interesting. One funny thing that happens right away is that, uh, Araki gets, uh, turned down by the teacher that he has a crush on. And what's interesting about this is they never turn that into a a romance. Like, even at the end of the season, she's just like, I look up to you as a role model, basically. But, like, I still don't want to go to dinner with you, probably, is, like, the subtext. (laughs) It's really weird because I feel like there is maybe some chemistry and it often feels almost one-sided because... It almost feels like they have feelings for each other, but at the wrong times, you know, where it's like one person feels one way towards the other, but the other person doesn't reciprocate. And that's just kind of like a off and on thing. And by the end, it's still kind of like unresolved there. But I will say I appreciated to some extent how they kind of like subverted a usual trope that you have there. And like they should have. Ironically, like, they spend too much time talking about some of this goofy shit at the beginning of the season, only to, like, not talk about it at all at the end. And they should have ironically squeezed in a scene where Araki is, like, realizing, like, he was kind of immature with her at first, and actually addressed it a little. But it definitely had the vibe, even if it's never really shown, that it's like, yeah, this guy is still maturing in some different ways um right now and still learning a lot and like uh he kind of realizes that like he should stop being weird with his coworker and just be friends <laughs> i think after this episode ichimura just goes completely downhill after this mostly because she seems to find herself in damsel in distress situations and it just seems to happen all of a sudden like, suddenly, she's at the wrong place at the wrong time. Every time, you know? Yeah. And it's of her own doing. And there's this little bit of, like, her getting stronger and becoming more assertive and believing more in things, too. But it's just not... It, outside of, like, pretty much one particular story arc, it's not handled ultra well. Yeah. And, and they play up this same damsel in distress wrong place wrong time trope like three times in a row no not three times in a row they they play this trope twice in a row i believe because the next episode Mm -hmm. this again happens and i'm like okay this is enough but it does frequently happen yeah it is not like every episode but it is more than we needed which was none um (laughs) yeah Yeah, unfortunately, Ichimura's character kind of mostly gets left by the wayside aside from one plot, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, there are some good scenes, though, between Araki and Ichimura that just help develop Araki and like 
his friendship with her. And their friendship is kind of interesting, but like her as an individual without Araki there is like not really given anything to work with most of the time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to like RPM romances, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, the student got more chemistry with the teacher on screen than like that that resolved more so than than this the whole Ichimura romance. Yeah. I guess so. Um, <laughs> basically, as Araki is able to sort of uh, work with these students, a lot of them end up kind of coming around to his side somewhat in different ways. Bon, in particular, Money Man, uh, from the first episode, from the intro, uh, starts to become kind of an ally to Araki. And what's nice about this character is he's less of a blatant snitch than the girl who's in love with him. And is more like, Okay, I don't like this and you don't like this, but here's the little bit of information that you have to have to try to keep us all safer. Uh, He's like, in yeah. he knows just the right amount of knowledge to be useful. And he never volunteers anything that he doesn't have to. It's like, kind of carefully chosen a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Angry Man, we don't actually really get a great explanation for his character. It seems like he was probably, like, abused at home is, like, hinted at a little. But they don't really get into it. Uh, and then we just kind of move on for the most part. However, what we do get that's a cool resolution is uh, Angry Man, after Common Teacher teaches him a lesson without violence, uh, Angry Man just starts letting other students beat him up if they want to because he's, like, bullied so many people and they're, like, mad at him. And uh, they'll just be like, you know, we're going to kick your ass. And he'll just be like, okay. And he just lets it happen. And finally, his old gang of homies decides to intervene uh, in one of these fights. Because they're like, damn, that guy could be a dick a lot. But he was also our friend. We can't just watch him get beat up by six students and stand here. <laughs> this is messed up. And they intervene. And it ends with all of the students from both sides just kind of, like, exhausted, all laying around, just like, you know what, this is kind of stupid. We don't have to do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a really cool moment, actually. Like, they, they handled it well with the show, and it was just, like, a fun thing to resolve his story that way, where it's, like, one of the neat things about how they resolve a lot of these characters is... They're not trying to be like, oh, they're perfect, compliant model students after. It's just like they're not fuck-ups anymore. You know, they're, they're not, not psychopaths anymore. Yeah, they're not doing like insane, like super criminal stuff that's very dangerous. And they're just like mostly chilling. But it's like Angry Man still kind of has this gang of toughs he hangs out with. You know, uh, Bon, still a flashy guy. Uh, you know, uh, Iceman, we get to him next. Um, he doesn't exactly, like, become warm and open with everyone, you know? And I like that. I like that it wasn't just like, oh, they all radically transform into perfect people after this. It's just like, no, but Iceman is no longer, um, attacking people on the street with a taser and robbing them. That's an improvement. <laughs> They still get to keep their self-image. Yeah. And ultimately, the, the mans, the four mans, M4, they all come back together in the end. So, like, at first, as they're changing, like, the ones who change are, like, cast out by the thugs. And then there's only a couple thugs left that are still doing it towards the end. And they start to get kind of unsure about what they're doing. Um... And uh, eventually it's like, oh, they all come back together and they reform their little gang. But this time they're not like going to be totally awful. You know, they're just going to be homies that watch each other's backs and, you know, help each other get some shit done. And maybe some of it, you know, maybe they're still stealing cigarettes a little bit or some shit like that together. But they're not doing anything like actually bad. And that's and cool. we see we see what happens later on in the season, like when you still choose to commit vices that are, like, of criminal <laughs> acts, right? As the season progresses, they choose to explore this to the fullest. They really do. 
And especially at first, it was kind of like, oh, the M4 aren't as big of a deal as we thought. But then it turns out that that's actually kind of cool because they start really upping the ante with some of the other characters that come in. Because M4, it's like, it's, they make it relatively easy to empathize with each of them. And also each of them, like, in general, reforms somewhat easy when someone actually takes the time to listen to their problems. But then it's like, what if it's not so simple for some of these students? What if you can't just, like, sit down and be the first adult that actually listened to them and fix this problem, right? Uh, and that's where it gets a little crazier. And that's also where Common Rider Black comes in. So around the time of Iceman... Uh, common right, common teacher, our main common teacher, or sorry, common teacher black. So our main common teacher is trying to reform Iceman without using violence, but it's proving a little bit challenging. But then Iceman attacks the bar owner, common teacher's best friend. What's going to happen? Whoa, a common teacher beats him up, except this one has a black helmet. So it's obviously not our usual guy. Common Teacher Black has no problem just laying the fucking hurt down on these students. <laughs> Which sets up a nice contrast of like, uh-oh, this is what it looks like, you know, if someone's not being like Araki, who is like trying to figure out a better way to use this system. It's kind of like a good representation visually of what child abuse looks like. For advocates who call for it in the school system, right? Mm -hmm. Because at first you're kind of just like, oh, well, maybe common teacher black is the right way to go about things, especially with how they introduce it in episode one, where they kind of do like incidental killer apologia on Gota because Gota, you know, kind of sort of was the cause of that kid's death who was like trafficking young girls. So like, right. This is like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You want this system in real life? Well, here you go. Here's and, what it looks like. And also there's this aspect of like, there's this implication of like, is common is our main common teacher, Iraqi are his methods actually working because Iceman is sort of refusing to reform. And then initially, when Common Teacher Black beats the shit out of Iceman, it seems like, well, that worked. Iceman is, like, walking around school like, yes, yes, I'll do whatever you want. I'm sorry. Like, apologizing to everyone. You know, but that doesn't last. Iceman goes back to his old behaviors pretty quickly, uh, is what we see. Because there's a, a scene where these adults that Iceman tried to rob come back to the school and find him to beat him up. And what does Iceman do? He decides that he's gonna try to hurt them with a weapon, maybe kill them. Just like he always, like, he, the whole thing with Iceman is he was really reliant on weapons for strength. And Common Teacher made a point of, like, humiliating him over this. And here it is, he's doing it again. So Common Teacher Black beating him up, what, how long does that keep him compliant? Less than 24 hours. So it's really cool because they presented it first like, oh, is the soft touch not going to do it for some of these kids? Uh-oh. And they explore that a few times too, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah. So after Iceman, uh, we get introduced to Common Teacher Black and Common Teacher starts to realize there must be another Common Teacher at this school because, like... You know, I know what I do, and these students are occasionally describing some other common teacher just beating the holy hell out of people. That's not me. <laughs> um, and so that leads to, like, a series of kind of investigations and stuff. There's also a, a little bit of stuff with uh, uh, the final man, Shadow Man, tries to kind of, like, fuck with common teacher in some different ways, but... Ultimately, Common Teacher realizes that he and Kinzo are just both really damaged from, like, their time together in an orphanage. And, like, he doesn't totally placate them, but he gets them to back off. Well, the other person from the M4 was his gay boyfriend, right? Yeah, so they're, like, 
seem very gay for each other. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna agree with that. Uh, and like, they grew up in this orphanage together, and they're just like, yeah, we're, you know, we have to look for out for each other because uh, other people haven't looked out for us, and they have some real justification for that because the. Uh, uh, when one of the kids was adopted, Shadow, when Shadow Man was adopted, it turned out his adoptive family was just milking the government for money and they were really bad to him. And Kinzo ended up saving him from that. So obviously Shadow Man is going to be loyal to him after that. And that's one of the great things about this show is they really actually did a good job of addressing some of these very traumatic themes in a decent way. Even if there are other scenes in the show that are stupid as shit, they handle those scenes relatively well and, like, actually, like, really giving you an insight into this stuff so it's like, oh, yeah, it's not just, like, these kids are bad, they're traumatized. These kids don't need to go to juvenile detention, they need therapy. Yeah, they don't outright say that they're, like, in a relationship together, but even the show throws out the question that, their relationship might be like romantic for each other. Um, yeah, it's definitely, and it, it definitely explains a lot of the actions because, like, Shadow Man is purposefully underneath Kinzo as like a protector, and like, and also like they... it's kind of like alluded to that they're that like Shadow Man might be of like a higher power level than Kinzo, who we've seen like beat the shit out of like sandbags for for a good couple of episodes now. Yeah, Kinzo rarely throws a punch, but when he does, it's fucking strong. And also, he's always working the heavy bag over. So you just know, you don't, you don't want to fuck with the guy that's doing that every day. <laughs> it's unfortunate because this setup it does not like pay out like you think it would. No, and what, what replaces it is okay. But again, yeah, it turns out that the M4 Kinzo thing, these guys aren't as bad as it gets. Actually, there's much more traumatized kids at this school that are like much going to prove much more difficult to reform. And so then we start to get into those kids and who they are. One of them is this kid Kusanagi. He's not really bad, but he's obviously super traumatized because his mom used to be a teacher there and she killed herself. And now he has to like raise his little brother and he's kind of bitter about it. So, this kid seems like, dang, what's going on with him? He might be up to some serious trouble. Um, but it turns out, he's not up to the trouble that initially we think he might be up to. He is Common Teacher Black! And that, oh, that nails the the second half of this season down like fuck this is gonna work i really felt like yeah because it, it really does question a lot of the morality of gota and his tactics because now that common teacher black is an ideologically driven student who is punishing other students it's not like common teacher can you know fuck him up like if he was a regular adult Right, so now Common Teacher definitely can't fight him because we know Common Teacher will fight adults when necessary. Even this, he kind of tries to avoid to some extent, but he will fight adults when necessary. After this point, Gota relies less on him being Common Teacher and more on being a teacher. Yeah, that change is also really cool, actually. Yes. Like... We're really exploring some interesting themes here now as, like, these characters start to change. The other big thing that we kind of get a bigger picture on around this time, although we don't, we get, don't, don't get the full picture quite yet, is his whole relationship with the bar owner. That's presented so weird in the intro that you're just like, what is this? But it turns out the bar owner is not just some, like, absolute cop apologist. And that, in fact, like, he's still struggling to forgive Gota to some extent and, like, wants him to prove himself. And it comes out in some different funny ways sometimes and also some serious ways. Like, he overcharges Gota for shit and, like, makes it kind of clear that he does so. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, he's just like, Araki, you can pay extra. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah. 
Um, and uh, also, like, there's a couple of dramatic scenes. There's one in particular where the, the bar owner is, like, staring at this photo of his dead son. And he's like, maybe you're finally starting to prove yourself, Araki. But he's, like, obviously still bitter in this way that he's not always expressing. Um, and when you start to see that stuff, it's like, oh, this storyline actually has something to it. Okay, this is not the weird shit blink. that it seemed like at first. Yeah, it doesn't blink. And because of that, the intrigue really does keep you going. I will mm-hmm. say uh, the quality of episodes seems to dip around the middle. It just doesn't seem as interesting, really. Um, I it's think a the, bit I, sleepy around like episode seven in particular. Like, yeah, I remember going like, eh, all right. <laughs> However, uh, I think the Iceman episode, literally the episode right after episode two, which I considered to be my worst, was like a nine out of ten. Yeah, uh, the Kusanagi reveal episode um, with the subsequent like common teacher black fight that happened. That was like oh, another like nine. We got to get more into that a little bit because Kusanagi's little brother literally gets kidnapped by some delinquent students that are much worse in their behavior than anyone on M4 really. Like yeah. M4 is like those like honorable gangsters that like you would be a little nervous around but also you kind of know if you don't break the rules you don't get fucking punched in the face right it's like, like the the rogues guild or something yeah these other kids so there's this girl asami and it's basically her gang uh they're like you can't you cannot turn your back to these people period Like, they are very dangerous. And so, Common Teacher has a run-in with Asami's gang, which is some girls and some guys, so that, you know, she kind of has some muscle, but it's also, like, her friends. Uh, He has a run-in with... Those bangs work. Like, what a way (laughs) to make a... good haircut. What a way to make a a schoolgirl look sinister, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks really like untrustworthy. She looks like she looks like she runs a uh, an MLM. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's 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 some it's some shit. <laughs> <laughs> for for having to have all of these characters in somewhat the same school uniform, which is a problem sometimes because there are a few characters that look far too much alike like Bon and Kusanagi and also uh, Kinzo and Misaki who we haven't talked about yet we'll talk about him later uh, like there are a couple characters that look a little too much alike in their design overall but overall they actually managed to do a decent job of making most of these kids stand out in spite of the fact that they're all wearing the same uniform yeah uh, at least the ones you need to know you know so Asami she has a run-in with common teacher uh early on where she's like ordered her thugs to do something and common teacher shows up and breaks up all the all the bullshit and uh, she pretends to be repentant and he lets her go but then like it turns out that like you know she's she's just faking she doesn't give a shit and so her gang kidnaps kusanagi's little brother and there's a great scene where uh, Araki and Kusanagi reveal themselves to each other finally after, like, saving his little brother and scaring off the gang. And Kusanagi levels an interesting impl- a- accusation at Common Rider. He's like, or Common Teacher, our main guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's like, Araki, if you had used violence on these kids the first time, this situation would not have occurred. And you have to think as the viewer, does he have a point? But ultimately, the show spins it back around because Kusanagi's methods also don't reform these kids. And they go back to bullshit almost immediately. Like, they try to rob this adult that ends up kidnapping them. It's like a reverse kidnapping. 
Yeah. It's like a as seen on TV style, like old person's like, ow, my back. I'm sorry. Oh, here's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was exactly like that. Uh, and what was fun about that too is that we've seen these like teenagers like rob adults and shit several times, and it's like surely all these teenagers can't keep getting away with this nonsense forever. And then they don't. Like, these kids get fucking owned. They get thrown in a van by a bunch of adult thugs and taken to a warehouse. And this guy is like, yeah, I'm gonna cut you up to teach you a lesson, basically. He's got the hook knife. That's how you know he means business. <laughs> um, and, uh, common teacher is finally able to get through to these students a little bit in this scene and this is important too because this also becomes the beginning of common teacher black kusanagi starting to change his mind a little bit about how violent he should be and again kusanagi no one no one changes a hundred percent during the course of this show kusanagi at the very end is still like i think i'm still gonna have to use my fist sometimes bro but I respect you now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kusanagi starts to come around a little bit around this time. Um, also, Ichimura starts to suspect that Araki is... Uh, Komen teacher. Komen teacher. Double. Yeah, <laughs> double. <laughs> oh, also, while we're mentioning Ichimura, her best plot that we kind of brushed over a little bit that happens after the beginning is the whole thing with Kusanagi's mom. Like, Kusanagi's mom kind of saved her when she was a delinquent student. And, like, there's a couple of scenes in that when she's, like, talking to Kusanagi that kind of hit. But that's, like, again, like, it's like most of the season ignores her. She gets a couple scenes that kind of hit, and then it's back to... It's like made at best. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um... And I feel like that was a missed opportunity, too, because it's, like, I feel like if they had embraced a bit more this idea of, like, Ichimura was saved by Kusanagi's mom when she was a kid, and Kusanagi's mom was a teacher, and now she's trying to, like, get through to Kusanagi and talk to him more. Like, they could have actually done more with that. Yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So leading up to the end... A couple of other big reveals come in. One that's huge is that the daughter of the bar owner, Psycho, she doesn't know that Araki is common teacher and specifically that he's the one that is semi-responsible at the very least for Shohei's death. The death of the student that changed him at the very beginning of the show. So... That becomes really interesting because she's very mad and her dad is trying to get her to be somewhat understanding. And the flashback to the interactions between him and Araki were like everything I hoped for and more, honestly. Like, when he's just punching Araki in the face and Araki is just like, just like, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. It just hit me, I guess. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, fucking it was that a very was, powerful moment. Yeah, that was like, they didn't blink. Very powerful. And they did a really good job of explaining how these two started to see eye to eye. And also, this really helped, like, me feel really good about Araki's character by the end, some of this stuff, because it turns out, you know, Araki didn't even try to tell him that it was an accident. He just took full responsibility for the death and didn't be like, well, you know, it was a complicated thing. Like, he was just like, no, I'm, it's, this is my fault and I'm sorry. Yeah. And the dad eventually figured out that it was more accidental than he realized and kind of thought about, you know, damn, my son was actually involved in, like, really bad crimes. Maybe this is more complicated than I thought. Yeah. Um, all of that was just handled shockingly well and really contributed to an incredible finale where Psycho never really totally forgives Common Teacher. She's... Oh, warming up to the idea of forgiving to him at the end, but again, no one changes 100% in this 
show. And, like, common teacher is just, like, he's, Araki's just accepted that, like, you know, maybe, maybe I won't hang out with those folks anymore because Psycho will be too upset to see me, and that's okay. I can take responsibility for that, basically. And, like, again, they don't blink with any of this. It's like, wow, you're really not expecting them to go so far with some of this. Yeah, yeah, um... I, I'm gonna let's go ahead and cut right into the review because I feel like I, I can't really talk too much more without wanting to dissect the show as a whole. Well let's just let's just cover what happens at the very end. Okay, let's go ahead. So we've set up how like we kind of get to this very end. Um towards the very end, uh there are some people impersonating common teachers and beating the hell out of students for no reason either. And this is starting to upset the students a lot. And interestingly, this c coincides with the return of a student that had been in, like, juvie, basically. Uh, this guy, Misaki, who apparently killed another student. We don't know how at first. Um, so he's back from juvie, and he and Kinzo are, like, old-time rivals. And as soon as he shows up, Kinzo's like, oh, fuck, there's going to be huge trouble at the school. And then the impersonating common teachers show up. Hmm. Highly it's, suspicious. Yeah. It turns out to be like two guys who uh, bought a fake common teacher uh, cosplay set on Wish.com. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, ah, oh, um, good enough. Yeah, this will work. And. The fun thing is you can actually kind of tell this as you get, like, close-up shots on the masks and stuff. You're like, those masks look slightly fake. Yeah, it's, like, different colors. Slightly yeah. off. Like, Common Teacher's mask has this sort of, like, silver-gold glow, like, fade paint to it. And, like, the fake mask is not that it does not have that beautiful fade. It's not, it's not right. You know? Yeah, so basically, these guys are, like, thrill-seekers who, like, want to explore the fantasy of, like, how many, how many high school kids can I take on before uh, I absolutely collapse on the ground? And they are... And just get high on cocaine prior to... Yeah, they're on, like, Prior to going out here. They're on big-time amphetamines <laughs> to be doing this. Insane um, shit. Insane shit. And uh, so it turns out when Misaki was in juvie, he met these guys who were like at the time, like pre presumably about to age out when he went in or something. Uh, or we don't know exactly, but I'm just kind of guessing. But he met these guys. He uh, has hired them to impersonate the common teachers so that he can take control of the school. And as soon as he does this, at first you're kind of like based student revolution. I don't know. But then Misaki is just a, a bad guy. <laughs> He's like a Napoleon, you know? Where you're like, oh, based workers revolution? Yeah, I'll, I'll fight for Napoleon. And then you put him in power, and he's like, I'm the common teacher now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it doesn't... Although there's a brief moment where the students are kind of like ready to potentially do Misaki's bidding and specifically beat up Kinzo and the M4 who at this point have become sort of anti-heroes for justice and rejoined forces. And even Bon, it's very funny because Bon is like the last one to kind of like embrace like r like reforming the M4 for good. <laughs> and like... They did such a good job with his funny lines about that, honestly. Like, you as the viewer are being like, Bon, are you even a part of this anymore? And he's like, wait, uh, I'm a part of M4. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go too. <laughs> yeah. It ends with a, a, a big fight again after, uh, and the, the final fight is not the best fight in the series, but it's a, there's some okay moments. Um, in general, a lot of the fighting was pretty good, but we'll talk about that more in the final review. Uh, but, uh, I think the, inf the only thing that really lets the last episode down is that they were clearly building towards a sequel in some ways, but there are still some good resolutions, like the principal, who has been very shady this whole time, 
and like very mean to Araki finally is like, Araki, I think I was wrong and I think I'm kind of a bad person. And this is a tough realization for me and I don't know what to do. And I really hope that you can forgive me and help me be a better person, basically. And it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. This is a scene that we desperately needed to help make this finale work. <laughs> yeah, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? It's up to you. I don't care. Okay. Um, you know what? I'd like to actually hear your opinion. Um, I hope that you will respect mine in whatever <laughs> rating I choose to give it. I because will. there's been a there's been a huge crisis here in Sentai Truther Club behind the <laughs> scenes where I am getting bullied for having criticisms <laughs> and critiques. But uh, I think like we watched we watch we genuinely watched this whole season together. We did talk frequently on a couple of like really important topics, and I think we're gonna land similarly. Hopefully, no, I think by the end actually. of all of this. What happened? I think we will, actually. I would be shocked if our ratings are wildly different. Yeah, I think let's start with some of the problems. Because there are some problems here. And as much as I like to sometimes say, oh, you know, things can be greater than the sum of their parts and stuff like that, I cannot give this like a full pass on that front. Yes, there are a lot of amazing things about this show that elevate the show up above some of its like worst aspects, but I can't forgive all of it. So the soundtrack is a big problem. It's like six songs. It's very few songs, and they're repeated a lot, and they're <laughs> played sometimes kind of unnecessarily. Like There are some scenes that could have just been talking without music, and it would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, and it loops too. And it's really apparent within when it loops. And sometimes it drops out and then comes right back in. And you're like, but blam, that shit sucks, dude. <laughs> also, it's like it's like they chose six songs to represent six different emotions without thinking about fitting them together. So there's like one yeah. song that's like this OC like guitar like the grassy guitar like real daytime emmy shit and it's days of our lives that's the like uh stacy we gotta break up spaghetti but what about the secrets that we both know like it's that scene you know like yeah. like that that music and like they play that a lot they play some other shit a lot and then weirdly though sometimes during fight scenes every now and again they pull out like screamo which i'm okay with but it's so f- weird it's not like <laughs> i don't mind it right like it doesn't sound terrible but it's not there's not a, a lot of cohesion right with what's yeah. going on on screen like nothing warrants that Everything warrants at best as hard as the intro song goes. Because it's it's it the acting's not good. <laughs> like it gets better as the show goes on, but I still think that even by the end, the acting just produces a lot of spaghetti moments. There's definitely a lot of spaghetti in the acting. It's not all bad by any means. I don't want to make it sound like that, but it's it's a little like Maybe like MMPR season two, where you just don't always know what you're going to get or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know we're going to cut to the, the good stuff, or at least you are. I, I want to say before we cut to the good stuff, did you want to talk about uh, the student-teacher relationship in this? Sure. Personally, I don't find that to be a huge detractor from the show because thankfully they mostly ignore it after a certain point. Um, but there is this student, um, Kondo, who has a crush on Araki. And every scene about that is just kind of weird and unnecessary. They it's, do it, it multiple times. Like, it's not... 
she she so she dips right after episode one for like a couple of episodes straight and then suddenly she gets the spotlight put back on her and then she's like getting bullied or whatever and he had the comic teacher has to like help support her but that kind of creates its own spaghetti moments a lot where after that point every scene with her and common teacher is like her professing her love to him and him just like going uh, uh, like every time or going hmm or like just like almost nonverbal responses and then maybe smiles and continues to like move on with his life but it's like he starts talking no about reason. whatever they were talking about before again. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, there's no reason to keep bringing that up. Yeah, like, like even I'm by glad... the end, they do it again, and I'm like, okay, come on. All the way to the end, unfortunately, there's a little of it still lingering. Um, thankfully, they don't really make it like creepy in any way, but it's just weird and unnecessary still. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh and um it would have been okay if they had handled it a little better, especially at one point it sort of seemed like she might be about to reveal that she had a crush on like a boy in class and then like she was going to move on, but then they like kind of didn't go there. Like because it, it, they were almost implying, like, maybe she has a little crush on Bond, and she's going to, like, you know, realize that this is silly and, like, move on to the healthy crush. No. Um, no. That's not a huge detractor for me, but it was unfortunate. Um, also, something that was sort of a net neutral for me was, in, in many respects, but, like, also at least a slight negative sometimes was the weird TV show that Iraqi watches, which is like, it's like a YouTuber's react to being a teacher or something. I don't even... <laughs> it gives away the plot. It That's gives the away problem. The plot. Yeah. It's like, um, hey, y'all, guess what today's episode's moral lesson you're going to learn today, huh? In like 2013 YouTuber style. Well, and especially I would say this gets a little worse towards the end. Because in the earlier episodes, a lot of times Araki was, like, watching this later in the episode when he's, like, dealing with the problem. And then he himself, the character, is, like, getting inspired by watching this and going, oh, okay, maybe this could help me solve the problem. And so then it's like, yes, we we're all finding out the resolution together. That's not as bad. But then there's some later episodes where they just have, like, bizarro teacher man YouTube time start right away, and he's just like, "Today's lesson is uh, forgiveness." Bye. <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, thanks for ruining the rest of the episode." <laughs> um, it even happens on the very last episode. <laughs> I'm just like, "Come on, this is like a part two. Shut the fuck up." Also, like, I was kind of hoping if they were gonna put this much effort into that weird side plot that there would be a moment where like maybe towards the finale Iraqi like meets this guy like he's out like giving autographs somewhere or something and then realize he's a fraud yeah or something I mean they could have done a lot of things with that but I just think like it would have been it would have been fun to actually do something with it but it's like no it's just a YouTube show that Iraqi watches (laughs) That's it. But let's get past that. Okay, so so yes, are there some flaws here? Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I can't overlook all of them. But there's a lot to like here. First of all, the show never blinks one fucking time. Every single time I thought the show would pull a punch, it was like, no. No, we're just gonna talk about suicide. And, like, familial abuse. And, like, all kinds of heavy shit. Like, these teenagers are gonna get kidnapped by a knife-wielding maniac. Like, <laughs> like, fucking... 
this show does not blink at all. And that's awesome. <laughs> because that allows it to actually produce a very meaningful commentary. Where, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, your wife said it best when she said, like, these guys need therapy, you know? Like, that's the moral here is, like, get these kids into therapy. They're not actually bad. Um, it was more generalized than that. It was just, like, criminals don't need, like, physical punishment. They need therapy. Yeah. And that's, that's what really... the main character is fighting for. Yeah. This is, like, this is actually, like, a perfect, like, police abolition season. That is basically like, ah, yes, what if instead of um, having dudes with guns roaming around just shooting people, we provided social services and, you know, things like that? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if that would fix some things. So Yeah, and the fact that this was like a CIA uh, sort of experiment. That was very interesting, too. And... Uh, yeah, again, a little bit too bad they didn't get the second season to fully explore that, because that's obviously what they were going for. I also have to say, again, like, the fact that no character does a complete transformation in this show, including the main character, Araki, he starts already on a path, and he still hasn't really finished it by the end. Um, he's just, like, trying to figure out a better way and, like, trying to, like, help fix what he can. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, like, one of those, like, n noble leftist social workers who's in the trenches all the time, and you know they're just, like, dealing with it. And they're doing it because they know they can do some good, even if a lot of this system is bad. And, like, he really gives off that vibe by the end. Uh, and they did a good job with that. Um... So yeah, the fact that no character changes 100%, the overall positive ACAB kind of morals, all of that was really awesome. And then also, um, the fight scenes were really good a lot. Like, first of all, a lot of them were very creative because our main common teacher character is trying to avoid excessive violence as much as possible. And just really violence at all. So a lot of the fight scenes are very creative. A lot of them are also really well choreographed. Uh, a fair bit of the cinematography during some of the fight scenes was pretty good, too. Also, just this is such a quirky, bizarre concept. And obviously, bizarre concept doesn't necessarily make a thing good. But bizarre concept that manages to deliver is kind of, like, always fun. Because it's like, there's, there's no other show quite like this that you can watch if you want to see common teacher you need to watch common teacher there is no substitute uh there's no substitute teacher <laughs> so that's where my review stands and uh i think i am gonna give it an eight uh i think that there are things there are just too many missteps to in any way call this perfect but it's really good you should probably watch it if any of this sounded interesting to you because again there's nothing like it and that's cool yeah so i am mostly in agreement and i think i actually will i was i was actually trying to be like pretty positive on this show uh maybe to see it from like a more pog sort of standpoint but the misfires are genuine misfires. Um, I think for this show to have been at least a nine, but the guy from the M4 that was supposed to be the strongest one that's punching like duffel bags and all that other oh, stuff. Kinzo, yeah. Kinzo, yeah. Kinzo needed to deliver. <laughs> like yeah. he sort of kind of delivers by the end with Masaki and then against the the two... I don't know, the two punks that treat it like it's like Mad Max out there or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, this show is kind of like a has weird power levels. And because of that, it creates wild, absolutely bonkers, like tonal shifts where like this show, it, 
will suddenly go from being like towards seven to nine year olds to being like, you're the edgy 15, 16 year old, you know, it, it just goes from one end to the other a lot. And it, it gives you a lot of whiplash. Um, there's a bunch of other scenes that I really didn't like. Uh, however, I will say that the Iceman, I think Iceman in general knocked it out of the park. Um, this show is kind of marred for me just a bit because I've been playing River City Rival Showdown on my 3DS. So I'm kind of like playing a delinquent story related type thing in this one. And I still, I still think from the very get, uh, when I was talking to Kennedy about this show, the delinquent stories are far more interesting than the common teacher stuff. I think common teacher, like living in the society of common teacher and having to endure it and continue on and then like go through that struggle is inherently, I think, more interesting than the viewpoint of the oppressor. Though I still think that that is an interesting tale that is told here. And I think that it this property does need to exist because the way it does handle a lot of those issues uh, straight on is so unflinching that like, although you do get whiplash from the tonal shifts, it still wants you to keep going and keep watching. It does get sleepy around the middle. I think it's mostly just because Kinzo was such a letdown. Um, I like that it kind of explored a, so, uh, a sort of like anarchist revolution. Like you're like, holy shit, the Chaz is happening here in class 2C or something like that. Um, and then it immediately gets co-opted by someone who is like a mole. And then uh, Araki goes from being like an auth right figure to eventually becoming an auth left figure. It definitely made me want to read up more on just the way the education systems worked under like the Soviet Union and work now in China and other socialist nations like Vietnam and, and uh, Cuba. So I think this has definitely got me wanting to know like what is socialist teaching? Because I think at the end of all of this, I do approve of a sort of like common teacher figure being the, the teacher to teach kids right but from like a a sort of like a a common writer tv show would be for kids to watch after school right to get the moral lesson of the day what if the common teacher instead was sort of like that classroom youtuber persona but was able to teach like good moral values like that and help like deal with conflict resolution you know and and doing things like therapeutically. I think that that would have been like such a unique, really good wrap up. And I feel like it was really heading towards that. Um, it is unfortunate. It is kind of marred at the end again by like the fact that it didn't get a season two. And it was kind of like hinting at it uh, quite a bit. I originally wanted to be very positive about this and give it like a nine. Because I was like, the good stuff was really good. But the bad the stuff finale was... had been amazing. Honestly, this could have even almost been a ten for me. Yeah, like, I was thinking that too. We were but in it another would have had like to be incredible, and it just wasn't quite. Yeah, I mentioned the power levels before, but basically, it goes like students, and then like students who lift, <laughs> which is the M four, and then it's like students empowered by ideology which match up to like normal average adult levels and then like human beings who either lift or are powered by ideology go higher than that. Right. <laughs> because it's so clear. It, it, there's yeah. like such a clear distinction that like the minute an adult touches a kid, it's, it's game over. Like it don't matter if you're Kinzo, it don't matter if you're angry, man, it doesn't matter. You're getting your shit rocked. Just from the, the pure level of having lived longer. Yeah, I'll say this too about is the, is the common teacher concept good since you like touched on that a little bit. Like I think there is something interesting and definitely subversive about the idea of someone who's empowered to do violence and chooses to defend kids exclusively with it. Because where, where do we have that exactly in society? 
like there's never anyone that's like tasked specifically with like actually keeping the kids safe in general and like don't talk to me about like police and schools they're there to arrest children you know <laughs> like yeah and that's kind of the critique here too is like you know uh some of the common teacher program is obviously not good and it's like like hurting kids but araki is like no i could use this power only to protect the kids yeah what if i did that what if i was an absolute advocate for these children willing to put my life on the line for them that's kind of interesting to explore and is definitely again it's kind of subversive like you think about it it's like you we don't have anything like that you know <laughs> in general if you happen to live in a state with great social workers you might feel like you have some people that come close in in their own ways but like we don't really have anything most kids don't like have some advocate for them like that that would be willing to really put shit on the line to make sure that they were safe um, outside of their family and part of the point of this show is none of these kids have good families it's obvious yeah i feel like when you rate it you kind of get like that sort of rorschach test that mystic forces where you're like man sometimes mystic forces do be hitting this is like a nine <laughs> or something like that right but uh unfortunately i think i'm gonna have to agree with you and think that this is actually an eight uh it has more resolution than uh, Mystic Force and does a lot less uh, blinking than Mystic Force. I think that ultimately, I'm glad that this show exists and that's something that I wouldn't have said from like at the end of episode one or two even, you know? Because I was like, who is this show for? And really, this show exists just to simply answer a question that some mad lad has dreamed up. You know, like <laughs> that that's that's who this show is for. Have you <laughs> But you get to the end of it and the show is also for anyone who the A cab. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, holy shit, actually it becomes like completely A cab type shit. Um weirdly left this show by the end. Uh very much appreciative of that. So I get for that reason alone, I give it an eight. Yeah. Well, we agreed. Yeah. I really wanted to give it a nine, though. Like, I, I really, yeah, I, or even I like, eight point five. I was kind of wavering on, but then, yeah, I was like, but then, no, like, it's just an eight. <laughs> yeah, like you were going like towards the end when we were recapping that. I was like, mm, didn't like that. Mm, didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but hey, that was common teacher. Uh, next up, we've got another new series. I will say this. Uh, Common Teacher brought out a lot of questions that I never thought to ask myself. And I've been having like a lot of internal rants lately just about like this show. And sometimes I'll riff with Kennedy on the, the episodes and stuff. But I think it caused me to like make me want to do like a sub stack. So that, that has that going for her. I was like, you know, what? I kind of actually want to talk about like weird niche ramblings that i can't really talk about on twitter in detail without it being just like <laughs> here are my thoughts on uh here are my thoughts on common teacher thread <laughs> 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 so yeah. i will give it that it, it is it's a very very interesting show that is sort of like a conversation piece in and of itself in the tokusatsu genre from what i've seen it's actually, yeah, it's very legitimately thought-provoking. And although it's only 12 episodes and most of the episodes are fairly short, uh, you could spend a lot of time just dissecting what is here. You really could. This is one of the few shows... This is, I will say this, this, this is probably the first series... This is probably the first series that I've watched since Lost Galaxy where the music has actively made me want to like rate it less. <laughs> the music is between a half and whole point off of my score. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad. But hey, I mean if you can find a way to watch this show, I highly recommend it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Fascinating. It's so unique and it really like I said it will it will give you some things to sort of ponder on and discuss.
Yeah, for sure. And we'll see you guys next time on another completely different series that you wouldn't think that we would cover. (laughs) Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.